just real quick. I was talking to Eric the other day. Mm. He had mentioned our podcast together. And I was telling him, I said, yeah, man, it's fun catching up with you and then also talking to you as an adult and then also noticing some of the stuff just from, from the group and stuff. Like, it's uh-huh. just like, yeah, I said, yeah, Ryan, Ryan's different. <laughs> He's different. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can tell, you know, he been around the group and stuff. You can tell, and I think it's neat. Cause like on the other shows I'll be doing, usually there'll be no curse or anything in there. And it's kind of like low key and it's not necessarily on purpose, like family friendly. Cause that's not the purpose right. of it, but it's just like, just kind of how it always kind of sat with stuff. And I was like, I remember we were starting and he just started dropping all these F-bombs and stuff. <laughs> and I was just like, but it wasn't to be messy. You know what I mean? Like he, right. he, he wasn't just, uh, and, and it, it flowed and I was like, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> Right. I'm gonna leave it in. I'm just gonna push the explicit button on there. There's there's different ways. There's different ways of cursing. Like yeah, th- there's yeah. the cursing to be just raunchy and gross, right. and then yeah. there's the cursing that's just the emphasis, a bigger exclamation no, that, point on. And that's stuff. how you use it. And that's because, like I said, because first I was thinking like. I wouldn't even be able to clean that up if I wanted to. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> but I said it's. But the thing about it is, it's just it's like normal conversation, and it's just funny. And if I didn't know there were curse words, I wouldn't even think of it. You know right. what I mean? Because you say it so smooth. So I thought it was just funny. And I was like, yeah, because I was like, he's the first person I had a conversation with to just kind of just just be letting it go. And I was like, it was just so funny. And like I said, I thought about it for like two seconds. And I was like, you know what? I'll just I'll push the explicit tab on there and on the on the podcast and it just, right. people got a heads up and you you put on your big boy pants. <laughs> if you can't take the language, you don't need to be listening to the show. Yeah, and, and again it's not it's not raunchy and we no, don't talk about raunchy no, stuff. No, it's fun. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But like I said, with with this show like I said, that's where I try new things with the like the insert with the music and the in, and just different stuff with you know sound effects or, yeah. or or clips and things like that. And I said like, this show's just been very cool for me to really experiment and try different things. And I like some stuff I most of the stuff I did on this show because it was just so light and fun that I felt I could take more risks with it. And it's like some of the other stuff I implemented in my other shows just because, it, you know, I, I like how it worked. And some stuff that I do, I would just only do for this show because it just kind of fits with our, our it's back the and vibe. forth. Yeah, our banter. But but it definitely so, opened me I, up It's to really too stuff. bad you missed out on the dinner because, like, Jose was dropping some heavy compliments on us. Like, he oh, really real? enjoys the, <laughs> he, he, And he said it's the banter. It's like, this is really nice, just flow and vibe. And it's just like, oh, right it sounds like a good time. And I'm like, it is a fucking good time. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. That's cool of him to say. That means a lot. But, yeah, it's true, though. Like I said, I enjoy it. Like I said, I always look forward to it. And um, I love it. It's funny, like I said, we were trying to figure out what the next one's going to be. We knew it was going to be this one. It's funny, the timing of these. I don't know. Do we think, uh, this, do we know this one was coming up next or no? So we we knew Andor was coming up. But we and, didn't know exactly when, right? Or... Yeah, I think it was I think it was somewhat of a surprise. Like, oh, it's it's now. All right, cool. Because right, right. I, think, I think they didn't drop the specific date until like maybe a month out. They were like September. And then they're like. 20th or 21st whatever it was i think it was the day after i got back so i was like okay set aside some time yeah and it's we should probably start the proper intro because i I was just man see see i was just (laughs) i was just about to say it i was just wavelength wavelength you know don't miss a step don't miss a step i guess we're back at (laughs) 
let's, let's get ready to do this. <laughs> Let the shenanigans begin. <laughs> Alright, back again for another one. I'm Jay, and tonight I have with me Star Wars extraordinaire, super geek dad, blah, 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 blah. He could add some extra stuff in there. Ryan, what's up? <laughs> I think most of those cover it. Dork, nerd, geek, yes. Those. And Star Wars enthusiast. And that, and that, yeah. And the other thing, and yeah. And they will change throughout the weeks to come that will... <laughs> <laughs> We'll throw some extra ones up in there as we go along. The nice thing is neat, nerd, dork, and geek. I can say words. I can say words. If you try. Depending on sort of what aspect of Star Wars we're talking about, we can yeah. hit either of those components. That's true. That's true. That's true. And you be going deep. I have a surface knowledge. And matter of fact, actually, we're talking with you. Not only do I learn more. But your perspective and your insight kind of helps me along because some of this stuff gets kind of jumbled. And you also got, you know, you read all the books, you know, all the lore, the games and all the other kind of stuff. So you have a connection with it. Like I said, I, I haven't seen nothing like it. Like I said, <laughs> I, ca I can't even keep up with all of it. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's so much at this point. <laughs> well, to me, it seems like you got it together. So you're, you're my go to for sure. I will say, I thought it was a trip out of all the characters to do. I thought it was interesting that Andor would be the one that they would decide to roll with. Right? It's like, um, hmm, let's pick a character and expand on their backstory. And it's like, oh, you mean the horribly morally compromised right? rebel operative? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, it's, it's interesting how... And I don't know if it's just because maybe the characters that everybody kind of know I'm familiar with has so much pressure on their back, so they don't know what they do. So they're afraid to move because it's just so much riding on it. And mm. then the characters that are kind of like, eh, people could care less about or don't really know. And they just got this, you know, blank check and they just doing whatever they want to. Okay, I'm writing this amount. I'm doing this and doing that. Because it, it feels like the stuff that is not the things that people want has this different kind of energy behind it mm -hmm. it's like we're on a ride we don't know exactly what way we're going but the ride is good and we're just hanging on and i felt like that about the mandalorian which was something that i didn't really know nothing about right. you know and this one now obi-wan and boba fett those are the ones that has history Built-in yeah. connections, built-in yeah. lore that the majority of people know just by, it's like default information that everybody starts off with. And yet they don't have the same kind of connection. It's not connecting, not for me, at least. Not, not in the way I would expect for it to connect. Like Andor, you know, we get the first three episodes and this Mandalorian and this whole lore and introduction to, you know, characters like Grogu and mm -hmm. a host of unforgettable, cool characters along the way. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> well, it, the, I, I think it's like Obi-Wan is a prime example of trying to do something in the middle of a Jenga tower, right? There's all the stuff that precedes him with the prequel movies and the, the Clone Wars, the animated series, all this character development. And then 
we know where he needs to be for the original trilogy and so they've got some room in there mm-hmm. and they had to do a little bit of a transition to get him from the end of like sort of the, the revenge of the sith right. to where he seems the more well-adjusted one that luke meets right mm-hmm. but it's still it's not much it's not much room there it's not much room there narratively to do stuff with right but so- with andor we just got we've get in rogue one we just know the last jenga piece at the top of the pile but now that it's the narrative space before that is big it's really big and the interesting thing that i i i appreciate i don't know if you got a chance to go and rewatch it again the rogue one i sure like did you, a matter of fact oh. i made sure i watched it before i even started this that's what right it took me a little so, to get it together so think about how his intro in Rogue One realigns narratively with his first episode and what goes down on that planet. Yes. Right? It's the yes. same ah <laughs> I I have to make a choice of whether or not I'm going to let this person go and potentially get me in a metric ton of crap or kill them. I, I thought it pulls was the trigger. <laughs> I thought it was a hell of an intro for a character that we're supposed to be rooting for. It's almost yeah. like that thing, like, don't kick the dog or the kid or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, you shot the cripple guy. <laughs> right? I'm like, and he's on your side. And you know him. And he's trapped. And you know that more than likely he can't get away. He might give up some information. So I got to mm-hmm. take him out. And mm-hmm. that's just crazy way to start where, but even seeing that and and just getting the reminder of that's how it started with his introduction of that character it just made that arc of you know at the end like his sacrifice and everything it just made it that much more powerful right but but also even though he, you know it was like a cast of different characters and stuff it was still neat how it gave you enough to sympathize for him and feel like he's coming from somewhere else like yes Okay, not that it changes his actions, mm-hmm. but the intent kind of offsets your feelings about him. How so? I feel like when he said he's been in this thing since like the age of six, right? And, and to see that, even though he does these these things, there's not coldness behind when he does it. It's almost like he's calculating. Yes. It's, it's, it's because he knows that me and, and a lot of times like we know too but we won't do it because of you know we do the selfish thing of not wanting to look bad or feel bad for saying things even though the truth or the right answer or the doing the right thing right. will cost you and a lot of people don't want to pay that cost up front and they'd be like I'll let the person down the down the line take care of that problem I'll let right. the person down the line fix it kick the can yeah and so with him you can see something behind his eyes where he's calculating it or he knows and even though we're not necessarily agreeing with the moves we understand why so i yes. think when he made his moves i understood and that for that reason i say that in his intent or his perceived intent made me fine with him instead of just thinking of him being despicable and right and... it's not that he's callous it's right. not that he's callous it's not that he right. doesn't care it's not that he's thrilled with being yeah. in a position where he's going to hurt people yeah very much he is not right. happy with the situation right and it's about i feel doing. like yeah that that vibe carries over into his show yes it does where it's definitely put upon yeah he's trying to make some moves trying to get ahead but he's also like 
fuck the empire Mm -hmm. but i'm also not just like i'm gonna go murder a whole bunch of them it's like no i'm gonna steal their shit yeah Yeah. right so yeah i i feel like instead of getting (sighs) there's there's morally complicated morally gray storytelling where it revels in it that we're messy people and we're just gonna be messy but there's also like i'm a person who's got good components and is not necessarily trying to do harm but is in a shitty situation and gets put in shitty situations and also unintentionally creates shitty situations and then has to like struggle back and forth with the what do i do right Right? so it's odd that star wars is classically in george lucas's eyes a morality play right Mm -hmm. good and evil but that is very simplistic and very flat right Right, right. there's there can be some nuance there can definitely be some compelling stories out of that there have been but when you get into these gray areas it also becomes way more relatable certainly for adults Mm -hmm. right because we exist in that gray space far more often right Right. so yeah um it's bold (laughs) oh it's bold and just like rogue one like you said this show starts off the same way he's in the middle of a lot of mess you're trying to figure out the characters you're trying to figure out the timeline you're trying to figure out what's the overall game and they do they do i feel like they did a good job of never overloading the audience so like if if this was and again it's just the first three episodes Mm -hmm. but if you take the first three episodes as part of like uh, a normal movie mm-hmm. this would be like crammed into the first 15 minutes and instead we've get we've yes. gotten like an hour and a half yes to yes. really flesh things out let scenes play out introduce a new piece of information move yes. to the next thing introduce another thing like it doesn't feel rushed or overwhelmed with tempo and on that point i was shocked at first i was thinking like this feels a little slow and it's being fed slowly right not because i need to be faster because it was introducing a lot of stuff a lot of nuances a lot of world building a lot of character not uh-huh. only the characters but the world as a character yes. right and and so only reason why i noticed it was different because i'm used to how it's always rushing so much to the point where you can't really take any of it in right you just kind of holding on and mm-hmm. all the stuff that's going behind you and in front of you and stuff like this this really was nuanced in a nice way that was pleasant where like i said i noticed the pace was slower but it was full it was very full right beautifully done but it's like when you kind of like when you're a seasoned writer or director or storyteller you Mm. know that you don't have to just drop everything on the first page you know that you can just kind of take your time because there's there's pace yourself there's always enough meat on the plate right right? there's always something there there's always something interesting happening Right. right so you get small character moments you get little plot points you get a little mm-hmm. bit of world building but it's just not bah, 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 bah. it it is not rise of skywalker which is just a crazy mess of like let's just rush through this and this and this and this and this and this and right. yeah we've because it's not just setting up him it's setting up all these side characters right. it's setting up oh geez i, I think i've got the, ferrix 
that's the the world that they're currently living on uh they got the flashbacks on canari right and they got more lane the corporate sector like it's a lot it is and it was nicely placed and like i said in this okay first of all the visuals like it's almost blade runner ish as far as the (laughs) aesthetics and that's fine and and, Uh and that's fine but it feels so real it's it's, yeah this is this okay this is what i wanted for all the other shows to feel this Mm -hmm. is what i wanted this is what i wanted kenobi to be i want this world to feel this way i want the people in the background having purpose they're not just standing there or a big city is all empty this feels lived in Uh you have a sense of what's going on beside like he is a small piece in it when they show the person ringing the bell for the time right he has his little grabbing the hammers and he's so proud he's clearly got a routine and he's doing his breath and he's like getting his posture together and like who does that and they did that more than once and i just thought like and then it gets to him walking in the town and he hears the bell after and all it's just like world first then yeah. the characters yeah and then the and then the craziness ensues but it it is definitely a character that will not let you forget about it in some kind right. of way right i feel like the production team that does you know the conceptual design and the right. actual like the the physical sets cuz like there's just a truckload of actual physical sets yeah i feel they're like oh we're not we're not doing everything cg in the volume we actually get a, we're gonna we're gonna build some places oh okay cool because like you could tell like they went hog wild and like the the costuming was a fucking on on point mm-hmm. like so they've got basically ferrix is a a scrapyard where they're deconstructing all these ships right, right? they're pulling them apart and so the work crew literally having a wall With the just for all their gloves. Yeah, I love like it. it's this. It was an art piece to me. I like. I take right? a picture. That'd be good for a poster on your wall or something. I, I mean, that's. God, I forget. There's this series, like every frame of painting that that some guy did for quite a while, is like film analysis and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I think one way to just visually evaluate. A TV show or a film is just literally how many still frames would you be like? I would put that on my wall, right? Right? I'd put that on the background of my desktop computer. Like, mm-hmm. just it's really well shot. The cinematography Very. is just—it's so clean. It is. It's so clean and dirty at the same time. Yes, <laughs> and, and I think the perfect example of that is in the flashbacks of his home planet canari like the 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 jungle of course is very jungle but then they also go inside the crashed ship and just oh man that that was some spaceship porn like honestly the interior of that crash ship was just so fucking cool like it's like oh an actual set and things that like made sense like the design the layout of stuff i was Mm -hmm yeah it it was it was very interesting like watching it sometimes of just being like don't get distracted by the background like, right, 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 <laughs> like right, right. and it usually you know i was engaged with the story but it's just like there was a part of me of just like oh this looks so 
good. Yeah. This looks so Beautiful. good. Like, yes. they did so many great things. And, like, him as a kid, his little tribe, like, yeah. they're just dirty. Mm-hmm. They're just dirty. They got dirt all over. They're putting face paint and war paint because they're going right. to go hunt down the crash ship. Like, yeah. It, the lost kids. It, and <laughs> that's... So... <laughs> Clearly, they were doing some sort of mega industrial mining on that planet. Yes. Yeah. So it's unclear, though, if like, because it looks like whatever was going on there ended because it's mm-hmm. abandoned. And then right. apparently it's also forbidden to go there because of some toxic thing. Whether that's a cover story or not, we don't know. But also the people on the ship seem to definitely be poisoned. Exactly. But the kids, are they like survivor survivors of the workers that were there or were they semi-indigenous and then the republic slash empire came in and set up this mining excavation thing and they were just living there like it's it's unclear yeah because they they were stated that they were left behind because one of the folks that he was dealing with in present time had mentioned because he asked him did he ever hear of the place before and he's like no i never heard of it before and he's like yeah it seemed like it was some miners that were there and some you know some kids got left behind but they died and so they so those are technically invisible people right are you know quote quote, unquote didn't make it but you know and and the other the other interesting thing with that too is that it's hearsay mm-hmm. right we until we the audience see what happened and someone yeah. from there says what happened yeah. and why they were there right we can get misled by the gossip mm-hmm. right because it might be just it might be just genuine gossip people passing along the wrong information it right. might be active misinformation right so it's yeah. like i'll wait until mm-hmm. the show tells me explicitly what happened there but yeah and again that's another because we get some of that world building of what the rest of the sort of galaxy knows about Canari when he tries to go and buy that ticket from the guy Mm -hmm. and part of the business there is he's trying to go like dude I I need a down low ticket to get off the planet no questions asked and it's this whole back and forth but at the same time when he walks up he's asking his hey what's is it pronounced Canari? Like, yeah, and it's like, exactly. oh shit, shit. Other people know. Other, yeah. Oh, oh no. That, yeah, and that's why he's trying to look it up and find out what's going on with it. And then he, then just so happened the guy was there, and he's like, "Hey, have you ever heard of it before?" It's like, no, no, no. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, no. You know, yeah. I thought that was really nice how they, like I said, it's just you could tell the writers know what they're doing, and I, and I love it's not the way you get information is fed to you in different ways. It's not straightforward. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's passing from the left side. Other times coming from the right. Sometimes straight ahead. And if, I, I like how I like how it's being fed. Um, and because you you you're learning the way, and you would hear it the way you would normally hear things, versus just blatantly here's the plan right here, mm-hmm. or this happened like this, this, that. No, sometimes mm-hmm. stuff you overhear it. Sometimes you hear stuff out of context. Sometimes you know it was a lot of that. It was a lot of that. Yes. And bad things happen because of this, right? <laughs> so okay, <laughs> we're all over the place, which we do. Um, <laughs> okay, so let me let me ask you this. So. Um, we see an introduction to the uh, character. I guess her name is or Binks, B-I-X, the woman, uh, his friend. 
Oh, yes. Okay. I, I'm literally looking up the cast now so I can keep the name straight. Uh, yeah, no, no. Because, like, it's, it's... I caught his, but yeah. I didn't catch a lot of the other and I characters' up, names. I had to look them up, too, because they didn't use a lot of names, which I thought was very interesting. But you know what? With everything going on, that's probably the last thing I would need to know. But since we were talking, I was like, let me figure it out. Because, really, I would speak about him the way I saw him. Like the girl that was in the garage that was working uh-huh. and came across the mechanic, the mechanic girl, yeah. yeah. And and they seem to have this kind of rapport, and you don't really know what's kind of going on with them. Because at first, I almost thought like, is that his lady or something? And then you saw they had more like a brother sister kind of relationship. So then I was wondering like, is he related to her? It's at, at tough because I'm like, is she? Does he have a different sister? Because it's like he seems like he's trying to find sister that got left behind that's who he's looking for in the the brothel right but she doesn't seem to be it but she knows his backstory it's like is okay yeah. so we, we clearly it implies so much longer a deeper relationship it's like yes. it's not even like i mean they might be former lovers but yeah. the yeah the vibe is yeah, yeah it, Clearly, they got a, a big, deep connection there, and it implies a whole bunch of stuff. But and, and with that, with that thing being implied, it made a friend of hers jealous to, and oh, to make salty moves because by of misreading that. it. She's, yes, they're trying to like do their scheming stuff. Like yeah. he's trying to get his thing and sell the thing. And da, 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 but it looks like she's going behind her boy's back. Right. And all she he only spies enough of their conversation in the right. bar where right. he's like touching her hand to try and like reassure her, get her confidence. Right. And the boyfriend sees that and like, oh man, my girl, no, don't. And then he leaves and doesn't see her like, dude, we're done. Like, get your stuff, da-da-da, boom, and like bounces. Right. Like, but he takes it as like, oh man, I gotta treat him like competition drinking so i'm gonna go and call the cops and snitch on them and I'm like you know, no I just, but, but you know but like i said those moves were you know i didn't like how they went down it was understandable. totally believable it made They're sense totally it made believable. sense how and him going behind her seeing who she's talking to checking what she's checking on the computer so all this little stuff and you could tell that they you know they probably just buddies that sleep together in a way because you know he's always kind of getting at her and she's always kind of pushing him off and she only goes when she feels bad you know right because when she was okay she was like eh, maybe remember once a week but then when everything went down you know with Andor, then she felt bad about the situation. It was right. late at night, and it's like you know, I saw your light was on, so you could tell, you know, she's coming to him when she's really in a bad spot. Right. Otherwise, she's good with just once a week on Mondays <laughs> with them yeah. hanging out. She she feels like she's cagey because she's running a bunch of stuff, and it, and it sounds like, from what I recall, like it sounds like she's on the inside of sort of Luthen's operation. He's, you know, he's Skarsgård that comes in. Yes. And she, and clearly she has told him everything mm-hmm. about Andor. Right. Like he's fully up to speed. Yes. Yeah, and he lets he lets him know it too. And he's like, "Wait a minute, how are you?" So I think I thought even the way he was presented and showed up, I thought was interesting because he kind of showed up at the end of episode two and you kind of didn't know. Cause like, even, you know what? At first, when I saw him on the train on his way coming, I didn't know. I know he's going to collide with him in some way, but I didn't know he was like an assassin or somebody come. Cause you didn't know. It's funny how all this. St- okay. So in the beginning, <laughs> it starts off with these 
like quote unquote guard like guys, security guys, and and they're in this brothel kind of bar look like spot, and you know. Andor is looking for somebody, asking questions or whatever, and I guess they feel like they were there first, and he's being attended to, but he's being attended to because he's a new face around there, and so they're trying to give the new face attention. Right. And, 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 and you know, they probably shouldn't be up in there at that time anyway, being kind of shady and stuff anyway, but they're there, and, you know, they're just kind of pushing their power around. And, you know, it seemed like everybody's just kind of overstepping where they shouldn't be and it's just making a mess of things, which I oh, think yeah. is interesting versus in the other shows we were watching, stuff which is, you know, falling apart, just be falling apart, or you tap it and it just blows up. Right. This is nuance. This is this is like somebody done laid out all these dominoes. And, and, and none of this, none of none of the characters yeah. are outlandish. None no. of the characters over the top. No. Like no. They they don't they don't necessarily have big giant revenge stories or anything else like that. They like, are leaning into their personalities to make a situation. Yes. Which is beautiful. Yes. They're playing into their personalities. They're not out of character. They're not out of character. They're active. They are true to their character. And that's enough to make a problem. Right. Love oh, it. Man, those two fucking. I mean, they're guards, but they're cops. Yes. They're corporate cops. Right, right. But they're fucking shady as shit. Yes. Because as we find out later in the sort of after action report, after Andor has to, he accidentally kills one mm-hmm. and then intentionally kills the other one to get out of there. Right. And it's wait, getting wait, no, investigated. No, no, wait, wait. So did you have any hesita- Did you have any inkling that he may not take him out? <laughs> so after he saw the first one die, did you think the other one was going to live? So I was I was honestly sort of in his shoes trying to think through that situation and it's yeah. like there's there's no it's, it's like you arrive at the same calculation of like like I guess dude, like, yeah like the first like the like in the movie you can he's, see hey he can't climb up that thing he got one arm and yeah. even if he even if he had like I'm going to put some restraints on you yeah. da, 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 it's like you know exactly what I look like mm-hmm. you're going to be able to go back to the bar like fuck i'm absolutely screwed because i headbutted you i headbutted your buddy and apparently that was enough to kill him (laughs) fragile face god damn it but now it's like why did you guys have to fucking shake me down because your stupid fucking egos Mm -hmm. you didn't like that i was getting attention and you weren't and it's just it sucks. Like it sucks. But, so did you know? So did you think he was going to do it? I wasn't surprised when he pulled the trigger. Me either. Like Me either. in part because, like you know, we know his character from Rogue One, so it's mm-hmm. not a shock. I'm like, whoa, right. this right, guy right. will kill people. But it's right. like you, you got to see that. Up. Uh, oh nope. Ah uh, fuck. Like you got to see those gears yeah. click in place. It's like ah. F- Bye. Bam. Gone. <laughs> Like didn't even do a sorry, just nope. like boop. Nope. Like he, he waited and you know you, he crapped out. Um and that was from those guys overstepping. They should have left him alone, right? Well they should have been doing a whole bunch of other things. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, they should have left him alone. They shouldn't have been in the place they were at in the first place, all that they shouldn't have tried to shake him down and all that. And then because of that overstepping, we saw another overstepping, which was when the whole thing was reported. And so it was a thing where 
you have, I guess, a person in charge and you have a person that's underneath him. He's notifying him of the situation, letting him know to let it go. Yeah. These guys, I, you know, they kind of do stuff. I kind of loved it's so, you know, real in a way, the logic of it. The kind of this don't overdo the story because you know those guys are kind of a hot mess so we don't want to give them a parade but give them enough to where they, at least they tried to do the right thing like, like they knew he knew that they were bad apples already it was not really you know it, it was bad it, it's it was <laughs> it was bad on bad on bad because right. we got lieutenant was cyril Karn, so yeah. Lieutenant Karn, and Lieutenant he's Karn. the, mm-hmm. he's the, he updated his own uniform, like right. just to make it a little bit extra. Like this I guy is, a, I thought it was so a great detail. <laughs> it, it's it's so funny because like honestly, from his perspective, he is a great character, and he is really actually trying to do good and trying yes. to bring justice because like Andor fucking murdered those guys. Like yes. he did, he murdered. He, Okay. He manslaughtered one and he murdered the other one. And he's like, these people need to be brought to justice. Now, there's also components of, like, they came after one of ours. Yes. So there, there's that, too. But it was the, <laughs> but he did not consider what his commander told him. Yeah. About, about these guys having issues and stuff anyway. And it's almost kind of like sometimes if it's unjust or something's or decisions being made by somebody and... You know they don't have any kind of like working math to how they got to that answer going then yeah that could stir you because it's almost kind of like because i said so but right. somebody's laying out why and the situation and even how you know it's almost kind of like <laughs> if those guys are maybe even clean or cleaner right maybe it would have been an effort to make that square but since it's almost kind of like we start picking at this thing Ain't no telling what's going to fall out and worse stuff is going to come to it. Right. Because so, his commander, aside from being like, yeah, they, 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 they're, pro- <laughs> they're not the best, which <laughs> I, I'll come back to that in a second. Because the way he does it just like fucks with the lieutenant. Yeah, yeah. But it's also like they're also in the illegal prostitution. Right. Like they're in the brothel that's not supposed to be there right that they also should not be able to afford and drinking yeah yeah dr- mm-hmm. so it's just while like, they're working <laughs> right so it's just like the 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 corruption angle is just like it goes deep the commander isn't surprised at all right. by any of it so it's like right. oh this is standard fare right right and i feel like the lieutenant is just so new and green like he just hasn't quite clocked all that yet right but when when he's like oh so and so and the commander's like oh yes uh he, you know he's an old soldier served with a blah 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 and he's like yeah we gotta go and we gotta you know he deserves justice and he's like yeah he was kind of a dick and it's just like this <laughs> it's just this funny like green light right. red light right where he's like oh yeah i know that guy yeah we need to go and you know get justice like yeah he was a bit of a dick and then like yeah but and it's like yeah but they picked the fu-. like the commander like has figured the whole thing out. Know, yeah. they picked the wrong asshole to fuck with yeah and they paid for it right right which like yeah because if right. they were smart they would have called them back up and done a whole bunch of other stuff but if they were legit and blah 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 whatever yeah. but like yeah the the amount of 
information they conveyed just through dialogue in that right. scene was just like clap that up and that really tells well you done. the mentality of the whole squad so even when you see them now you mm -hmm. know what it means when you see those uniforms you know you kind of know the vibe of it yeah you know so it's nice nice shorthand so yeah that, when, that when little the... conversation covered a whole group uh-huh and so, when the squad shows up for oh, yeah. episode three it's like okay yeah these guys yeah. are ready to fucking crack heads all you gotta do care. is see their faces and you know what's up <laughs> yeah there's yeah. all these little smirks of just like yeah, yeah. we're gonna go with fucking crackheads right like, yeah and so after the commander pretty much told him to stand down he overstepped and then <laughs> what he do he found somebody else to put a bigger battery in his back and then that guy ended up overstepping as well. Uh -huh. <laughs> so it's this, it's this thing of overstepping and it's propelling the story and the and the drama and the chaos and the craziness. It's just like, and they and they all they all internally feel perfectly justified in their actions. Yes, they do. Perfectly justified in their actions. Yes, they do. Right. So that was a Sergeant Kostek, the one that was like, "Let's go, fucking like." There's fermenting, sir. There's yes. fermenting out there. Yes. And if, we, and if we let it ferment, pockets of it, pockets, pockets of it. Of he's it. just, he's just so ready to step on people's necks. It's yeah. Like, you don't step out of line. I have the power. I get to wield the power. Yeah. I get to wield it over you. And if you don't like it, I'm gonna crush you. I, he's I, just a fucking bully in a uniform. I almost and he I, doesn't I kinda, care. And I kind of loved what he said in a way, but it's like he's on the wrong side of things. But Oof. but but I could you know you could just feel it. You know he's saying all the right things where it's almost it's almost the right. It's it's a good pass to to do what you want, but is 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 used in the wrong place in the wrong way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's saying it. That that's that. That's, he's like everything has to stay in order, and we're the ones yeah. that stay in order. If we don't he's let, if we don't right keep thing. it in order, it gets out of hand, and then it's he's, too late. And he's it's saying late. the right thing, but when applied wrong, <laughs> Ooh, and it's hard not to apply that wrong. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like no one goes. Well, yeah. why are they out of order? <laughs> Could your order be? I don't know, dickish. Yeah, yeah. So that was. And I did. I did like that scene where the sergeant's like talking to the squad. We're gonna go here. We're gonna do this. We're gonna crack heads. We're gonna get them in line. You're gonna go here. Squad two is gonna do this. Squad three. Let's go, 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 and let's hear a word from the lieutenant. And he's just like, "Oh, he hello, just, ju just this is imp just this is important." Uh, Glad uh, to be working uh, with you all. Awkward. Glad to be working with you all. It's an honor. Mm, carry on, sergeant. It was just like, yo, who you think you are and who you want to be do not line up yet. And and it, and it, you know what? It's kind of funny because I think that. Um, so who was the guy? The the guy that kind of backed him up. Uh, the one that was doing the, the the great speech and everything. What's his name again? Uh, sergeant Kostek. Okay, so the sergeant, right? It okay when he saw how. The dude, you know, basically bombed with his, <laughs> and he with still clapped speech, for right? him, yeah. right? You're like, you know, it's almost like I don't know if that guy, that sergeant, would really respect a guy like him, but he knew he was access to be able to go knock some heads. And so, so if you're my key, I'll let you go because you're my pass to get away with all this stuff. But he he probably thinks the same way those other guys are thinking. But he's like, hey guys. 
He's our he's our key for the car, right. so we can right. go. He's so the key to the car. We gonna <laughs> we're gonna enjoy ride. We we gonna we gonna we gonna ride this whip there's, right here. <laughs> there's truth to that, but also sort of the trope of the well-intended but sort of oblivious officer, and then the sergeant who actually gets shit done is a classic trope, and yes. it's like. Okay, pretty pretty officer boy. Yeah, 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 I'm the one that's got 20 years of experience doing this shit. So sure, you go point us in a direction and then I'll figure out all the fucking details. But I thought it was cool how he didn't downplay him at all. Because usually it'd be that guy making an officer feel stupid. He never disrespected right. him. He kind of had his back. But it's almost because he knows he gets more out of them the other way. Yeah. And almost like, oh, everybody kind of, you know, this is where we this is where we act like we appreciate what he says. But we're going to still when we get land, when we land there. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I, I honestly don't think the sergeant mm -hmm. like he obviously sees the shortcomings in the yeah. lieutenant like you know okay you're not a you're not ready for speeches yet but he also i don't, I don't think he dislikes the lieutenant like yeah. they are so on the same page of like yeah we need to go crack heads we need to and it's maybe well, not crack heads but we yeah. need to bring justice yeah. yes we're gonna bring justice and order they're yeah. so much on the same page he's like i am not gonna give this guy shit yeah because it's like he had mentioned before he's like like because he kind of mentioned how the other officers deal with it like he was surprised. Like normally they just kind of let this thing go and they just, you know, and they'll look at it and they'll just kind of wait, wait for it to just kind of, you know, cause he almost, almost was implying like they do the waiting game, like the whole thing where it never gets handled or taken care of. Right. It's almost like they're doing kind of shady stuff up top knows not to pick at it. And so they let things slide. It's just kind of like, well, this is a casualty of playing dirty pool. And, and, and he's like, well, I'm one, of the, I'm one of the guys down here playing dirty pool, so we still need to act like we're all right. But right? You, you really should get that treatment when you're playing fair. But they're not playing fair. But he still wants to, you know, he want to be perceived this way. And so he wants the same benefits of it. Like, even the guy's crooked or not, and if he went down, he wants that parade. He, oh, he would yeah. be mad that, hey, how come Jameson didn't get that parade? You know, oh, because he was hanging out with hookers in a strip club. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't care. He was one of us and he deserves right. it. Regardless of whatever he does, he deserves that that praise. He deserves that parade. He's like, he'd be one of them. <laughs> so. It'll be very interesting how much we continue to follow those two characters. Well, isn't that a lot we sergeant. got from that little thing? Isn't that amazing <sighs> so how much, much we got for that? Right? <laughs> That's pretty dope. It, yeah, I, I'm almost worried because I'm looking at IMDb right now. And uh -oh. The lieutenant <laughs> is only in three episodes. Wow. So, but well, the made, sergeant's he, in 11. Wow. Well, he made an impression, boy. He made an impression. Right? It's, very, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Um, so it's, it's funny because that kind of ties into... That was almost like the, the boiling pot of water that is a boiling over at the end. But... <sighs> It has so many different things kind of lined up a certain kind of way. Like I said, it was, it was very, very interesting, the, especially the first two episodes, mm. the way they were pulled together, um, the introduction of characters, the introduction of uh, Bix, his friend, the girl mm -hmm. in the garage. Um, Brasso, who was the guy working the, working the shipyard. Right. And his little bit of sabotage. Yeah. Like you, you think he's just like, okay, he's just one of the friends. We get a little bit of like Andor trying to like get a cover story and stuff. And so you, right. you, he's, it feels like a lot. He's like, okay, he's there to give us 
context on Andor. Mm -hmm. But then he also quietly sabotages their landing craft. Yeah. Right? Doesn't make a big deal out of it. Doesn't tell anyone. Just decides on his own. Right. Right? So it's all these little things of it's not just we are going to out and out rebel. There's all these gray sort of gradations of like non-compliance and sabotage and other things like that. So yeah. Yeah, I, I love how the show, like I said, laid stuff out. And like I said, those, I really like the build up, like I said, from the first two episodes. And um, I don't know, I like the flashbacks. I thought it was very interesting with that. Um, Didn't this, require a back to tank. <laughs> <laughs> that look was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Man. If I don't if I don't see another tank, I, I matter of fact, <laughs> they use it so much in the book of Boba Fett that when mm-hmm. I saw it again in Rogue One, when they showed Vader in it, I was like, uh-huh. I, I was ready to fast forward. <laughs> like, are we gonna get a flashback? I don't like, I, I don't want to see a tank again. I don't care who's using it. It made that cool thing of like. Oh, that's him in the tank. That's him in the, you know, without his costume. I didn't care. I didn't care. Right. It was Vader. I didn't care. I didn't want to see that tank again, man. I seen that tank enough. I, oh man, but <laughs> I need to go back and rewatch Rogue One. It is so that crazy. that movie has so much heart, man. It was just like right. And I okay. So as as amazing as that movie was, whatever was in that, they got that in this, and I yeah. am grateful for that. Um, because, like I said, the whole vibe of it, um, Tony Gilroy, he, you know, you could tell that he he's in this. He's in this. He, oh, know, his name's on it all over it. Yes. And it's almost like the person who brought you that is bringing you this. And it feels seamless. And it's supposed to be like, I guess, five years, you know, before uh, Rogue One takes place. And... It just feels seamless. I, I've I've loved this. I, I love the vibe of, of it already. I love the suspense. I love how not only you get some more insight on the main character, you are also, like I said, getting this world built. You're getting to see how mm-hmm. almost like almost like the chessboard is being set up. So you're seeing where the pieces are going and how things tie in. And if they kind of do what they're doing for this side in this short amount of time, if they did all that. And then almost kind of like the rebellion in a way on the other side, you know, it's almost kind of like everybody's kind of pushing from different parts. You, you kind of see where everybody's kind of coming from and why. Right. If they get of all the different fractions and, and things like that, this, this is going to be I, I a think journey. there's an, an interesting sort of corollary where there's certain stories where everything is really there to sort like everything that happens within the world, whether it's our world or some fantastical world, it's all there to serve sort of plot to move the characters along. Right. And then there's, I think it's called like societal level societal storytelling mm-hmm. where like game of Thrones is an example where you see all these different factions and it's these institutions, their feudal system that sort of inherently pits them against each other and how that gets exploited and how, you know personal relationships play into it but how much of it is like you know the the illusion of power and where that resides and all that sort of stuff like 
taking it now mm-hmm. in Star Wars in the sci-fi setting of understanding sort of how the corporate fist is oppressing these people but above that is the hierarchy of the empire yes so it's going to be interesting to see if if we see a transition upwards from dealing with the oppressive corporate sector to the imperial overlords above that or if it's just going to go no we're going to just go straight to the empire and start going at them directly it would be interesting to see at what point the corporate sector fucks up enough that the empire intercedes right yeah because i'm sure there's a relationship there with the empire and the corporate sector it's like we're letting you operate because it benefits us in these ways you're hitting these quotas right right and not doing this disruptions or not being corrupt even though we suspect you are that would be interesting to see but they might just go now we're going to go and straight fuck with the empire because the empire empowers the corporate sector to fuck us over right it'd be very interesting to see how that all plays out like we just got the beginning Mm -hmm. of luthan's speech he literally says like i was expecting to have more time to 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 sort of you know bring you in Mm -hmm. like to lay this out but you get the hint of just how much he fucking hates the empire yes like both of them in different ways and flavors right Mm -hmm. talking about the arrogance of the empire right right if they think they got their shit together right right i yeah i love that and it's like because they would never expect me to be there you know because the sheer arrogance they wouldn't expect me all i gotta do is you know wear their suits and, and walk in there walk in like, the front door like you're supposed to be there it's just like wow i was like i thought that was just because at that point like it's it's not super clear what cassie and what andor's sort of gig is like what is what is he really doing like we know he's looking for his sister but we don't know you get this impression that he is doing this hustle and that side hustle and this other stuff but but it's not like he's doing low level stuff he's going and breaking into imperial centers and stealing high-end components and stuff like he's running way more than he's letting anyone else know right and the thing is i think the only one that really has a clue is bix yeah like his his friend she clearly knows that he is motivated and doing stuff Mm -hmm. but he's doing what we could think of as sort of short term like he's got his little goal but it's like dude you're just nibbling at the edges if i hook you up with luthan yeah you're gonna go straight to the heart right 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 it's, it's like I said. This whole these first three episodes was very interesting character study. It was interesting to see, you know, him and his reputation, and what people felt and thought about him. Other people, right? Like like the like the mother figure who saved him, mm-hmm. and, you know, when they found him on the ship when he was a kid, you know, like the, you know, like the. Uh, so I guess the guy in his relationship, the guy. um that works in the mind, mm-hmm. you know what what the authorities think of him. Just, just it was just neat to see like what Bix thinks thinks of him. It's just the guy on the street that he owed money to. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was just like a. I it's like it was he's a, clearly a scoundrel. He's a scoundrel, but he's a he's a really high end thief. Right, right. I thought he's it was so funny when he tried to get the, by. Yeah, I thought it was funny when he tried to get the heavy on him, and he knew the guy. <laughs> 
he's like, hey, man, you working for, for him? What are you doing? What are you working <laughs> for him? Like, you know me. Come on, man. He's, he's like, like, what? You, know? you just told me to stand there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a nuance. Like, even the scoundrels love him, too. I thought it was... I, it's, I, I love it. I love it. Because I see, got, the, I see this kind of thing charm. Done. Yeah, and I seen this kind of thing done badly so many times that it was nice that I got the same thing everybody else is doing, but it's nuanced in a way where you don't even feel it. You don't even see it. You you, you don't call it out like you know, like you know, if you're gonna Here's, do this to me, at least. You know, make me feel like it's new. You know, right? and, dress and it up a bit. Here's the other thing that I appreciate about sort of his his vibe is that he's he's a bit of a con artist. He's a scoundrel, mm-hmm. right? He he's he's charming people, mm-hmm. but he's not the smug con artist. Yeah, right. He's always slightly off kilter, mm-hmm. right? He's not coming in glad handing big old smile like he constantly the impression is that he's constantly stressed out like he's constantly worried about it all falling apart and he's just putting on a face right to all these different people right Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah it's it feels it feels far more genuine than just the like, hi, I'm the con artist, smuggler, right. mischief maker. And it's just like, oh, I'm just barely bullshitting my way through all of this. Yeah. Yeah. But he has a purpose for it. And he's yeah. trying to make sure everybody's covered. Because I love when he's trying to work the deal for the piece. And um, and he and he thought that was just going to be it. He thought that's going to be part of it. He's going to make that money. And he's like... Give this money to to Bix. Make sure everybody gets paid. Everybody's taken care right. of. Like he make wasn't sure. gonna leave town. He told his told his like brother, like friend, like you know, right. hey, I'll make sure you get your money back. So so it wasn't like he was trying to be shady and just leave out of town without making things right. Like like right. he's like he cares about these people. Yes, he cares about them. And I think they know it too. It's like I'm tired of your mess and tired of you sleeping on my couch and borrowing a dollar, but. The reason why I keep letting you lay on my couch is because you're worth it. The reason why I keep right. loaning you money is because you you pay it back and you try to do right by me. Right. You're, and you're I, still I love my that friend. Film. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting. So, I think her name is Mara. That's the woman that finds him on Canary. Okay. Yeah. And so it was. I thought it was really great visual storytelling the end of the third episode and he's finally getting off ferrix and it's and it's they're they're countering counter cutting that with the end of the flashback where she's finding him yes and decide we're taking you with and so he's waking up on her ship and you see that it's the ship that's sort of his hideaway. It's trashed in the junkyard. It's the yeah. same ship that they saved him on right. so long ago. It's like, oh, oh, it's the same hidden compartment. Yeah. But we see with that flashback, he's waking up and they're taking off. And the yeah. sun's coming in through the front and she's looking Beautiful. back at him. And Beautiful. the child him is looking forward. And it's cutting with him now Beautiful. on Luthen's ship. Yes. Leaving, looking forward into the sun. Yes. So we can see that as he's leaving, he's thinking of what he's leaving behind. He's yes. leaving Mara, this woman who has clearly taken care of him for yes. most of his young life. Yes. So it's like... And she's sitting there with a the tear in her eye and just like... Because she don't know if he's alive or dead or what. And... 
it was just, yeah that that the intercutting of that they did that a couple times and it was just kind of like it, it kind of lets you know where you are on both on both stories mm-hmm. and it was just so nicely done it wasn't jarring at all it was just yeah <laughs> you know yeah. and Another great scene with Mara where the the corporate cops have, you know, showed up. They shook, shook her place down looking for uh, oh, Cassian. I know where you're going. <laughs> and then and then basically there, en- enough of the, I-, I think it's the, the rebel cell. I mm-hmm. think his friend Bix, and there's a couple other people that seem yes. to be on the same page that clearly, mm-hmm. if not a rebel cell, an anti-corporate cell, it might yes. be like, a workers union whatever but they, clearly at a certain point they're like oh fuck they're coming mm-hmm. and they start banging yep. signals out Morse like code. Morse code on yep. pieces of metal and it just spreads throughout the whole thing yep. and you've got those two guards that got left with Mara and they're like what 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 the fuck is that i hear i hear sounds in the jungle like they're freaking out and they're like what the fuck is that she's like that it's a fucking reckoning coming yes you said, <laughs> better worry about like, when what it does stops that mean? it's like it's like you better worry <laughs> when it stops and it's right. like oh when it goes quiet yes because then everyone's ready right oh man and the, and the thing is the town for the most part didn't rise up for the most part yeah. which would have which that would have been fucking dope i know at some point there's a shot in one of the trailers where i think it's not the corporate people but it's the imperials it's the imperial mm. army and they're in riot gear yes so th- that that's yes. coming at some point too but the, the whole thing from when luthan shows up mm-hmm. luthan i uh, loving him <laughs> yes yes because so far cassian's a thief cassian's a thief mm-hmm. that's cool but luthan is the fucking spy and he's gonna turn cassian into a spy and cassian when he goes into that warehouse right and he walks in they start talking and da 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 and eventually the cops show up and they're banging on the door and he's like no no no, i'm gonna blow the doors i put i put simtax on it. and he's like what and he's like you yes. never walk in a place without making sure you have an exit and it was just like yeah. yes and which is why even before the cops show up he's sort of talking with Andor and they're walking around a little bit in that little warehouse. And he's like, where does that lead? He's like, where, what's that? Where does that go? Like before there's any possible threat, he's thinking, is that another escape route? Is that another way out? So he's cagey as fuck without like broadcasting it. Mm -hmm. I'm just like the tricks those two play. Oh, okay. So I love at a certain point where the lieutenant and the sergeant is like, oh, they're coming our way. We need to set up an ambush, yes. right? Go and get the high ground. You go get over there. You go get over there. We're going to ambush and pull in the support. And so the lieutenant goes over into one of the buildings, forces the door open, and then sets it up. And he's watching out through the door. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, you, the camera gave it away. Camera gave it away because... It's a classic thing in cinematography where normally if the person's looking to the left of the screen, Mm -hmm. then you place them on the right so you can see towards where they're looking. But in horror movies, if they're looking to the left, you place them on the left side of the frame so that the 
behind them takes up more empty space. Right. So he was a little bit in the center and it yep. was dark behind him like they've already established the back of this place is open. Yeah. They're going to show up right behind them like then the pistol showed up right behind yep. his head. I was like, there it is. There it is. They fucking got you. So so on that, did you think he was going to die? <laughs> I wasn't sure. Okay. I honestly wasn't sure. Like, I was a, a little bit surprised. I, I figured if he was going to die, we would see him die. Yeah. And so they just sort of cut away. Mm-hmm. And so I, in the moment, I wasn't like, ooh, are they going to kill him or not? It was just yeah. like, all right, so he's neutralized. So mm-hmm. he's either dead or he's tied up, and they tied him up. Yeah. Um, and they did another clever thing. They did a fucking misdirect. Like, uh, all these little things... Of like we're not just gonna have a blaster fight. It's like no, no. Hey, you got more of those. You got more of those explosives. I'm like, yes, decoy. Here we go. Yeah. So they set up the decoy and just run it down the street, and yep. it crashes, and then they blow it up, and then they take off. It's like, yes, yes. But those guys, they looked happy for a minute. It's like we got him. We, we got him. Boom. Didn't get him, and you see him come out the back on the motorcycle. Oh. <laughs> The look on that dude's face, like he knew he done messed up. Oh, the he knew, is fucked. He was so, he was, he was, he, yeah, he was just stuck. He was just he stuck. Was, he was just, yeah, he, he, his brain was rebooting because yeah. he couldn't comprehend how bad this went. Like, I, I think there's a level of like, there, there's a couple things is probably like competing in his brain, right. screaming at him. And one is, of course, oh, this went to shit i got people killed that's bad lost more probably horrible it's probably horrible for my career but also i think the other thing is like this is not how this is supposed to go (laughs) this is not how my narrative goes i'm supposed to catch the bad guy they are not supposed to fuck us so thoroughly right like this went sideways like they lost the drop ship like oh my god yeah, he did not have a good day. No, he did. He didn't. <laughs> you can just see it all over his face. The acting in this, the acting in this show, it's a great is just job. Crazy, it's so crazy. Like you just feel for everybody, but it's just, it's just, yeah, man. <laughs> this show, this show, this show, it's all I ever wanted. <laughs> and it's gonna get more spy as it goes. And that's all you wanted. <laughs> You know oh, you man. want your spy. You know you want your spy. Your Star well, Wars spy. To Luthen doing the like tracking his exits, them doing the decoy. It's like, oh, a smart character. And, and yeah, because he's like, make your and, exit and on your way it's in. Both of them. It's yeah. both of them. Yes, because he's looking styles. for his exit. Yes. but Cassian's like, wait, wait, you got more of those explosives? Yeah, decoy. Yeah, Boom. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they tag teaming it. I, I love, I love how they working off each other. And they have different skill sets and stuff, and he's almost like, hey, you know. What you do is kind of rough, and he's kind of like, oh, let me. So, th- like I said, they learn it from each other and helping each other out, which I think is amazing. And and I like their and they banter save back each and other. Forth. Yes, they do. They save each other in the yes, warehouse. Yeah, so they because earn there's the bit right the relationship, right? Because Andor goes for the box. He's like, I don't yeah. care about the box. He's but Andor, that's yeah. his thing. Yeah. So Luthen like comes around the corner and takes out the guard going for him, and then right. he keeps Luthen from getting crushed like it's a whole back right. and forth and that's the confirmation that was needed because before their relationship was based off of a mutual friendship because when he was like hi i know you're not just going to try to you know how i know that it works right how you know this how you know that and he was like well you dealt with bix and you trust her right so right. that should vouch for me 
but it didn't. It didn't vouch for him. But his actions confirmed it was okay. It confirmed right. who he was dealing with. Right. He Luthen, earned his Luthen, own place with him. Luthen doubled down on his investment. Yes. Like, no, 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 I'm not going to let you get shot. Damn it, I will put myself out there instead yes. of just focusing on my exit and getting yes. out of here. It's like, yes. I'm going to get us out of here. <sighs> yeah, man. I think it's going to be good. <laughs> We're going to have a show that's going to match our time and effort. <laughs> right. And, and the other... <laughs> The other thing that so far I'm also very happy with on it, on here's the dork, here's the dork component. Go for it. They haven't introduced any stupid world-breaking tech. <laughs> like there's no, yeah. there's no bounty hunting key fob that like can track a person down anywhere on the planet. There's yeah. no like, oh, I have a key fob that can call in through hyperspace rebel support. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like please please just keep that going that'll be fine that'll be great, that'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> craziness man on craziness. top of you know the great acting the production the world building the dialogue like yeah it's all there like it is if they let's just assume the rest of it just keeps on pace with this level of quality right like i'd be like dude just do this don't do movies yeah. you don't have to do movies right just do this right this works keep those disney plus subscriptions going <laughs> yeah man i i think they got a winner and i think that um people are going to appreciate it on different levels i think it's not intimidating because it's like you know you may not know all the lore about something but this you can come in on the ground floor we're all learning together it feels very accessible it, it is. feels very it is. accessible it is. I mean, the, the funny thing. Was but it's still of... smart, too, though. That's the yes. thing about it. It's, it's not treating you like a dummy. So I love how it has stakes. It has stakes. That's why with Rogue One, that's what made it special. It has stakes. Like, people could die. You didn't know who's going to die. It's crazy. On Rogue One, the damn robot died. And it's just kind of like, oh. He's not, right? he's not even it's... alive. And he's a bit of an asshole. Right, right. <laughs> So, like I said, that the person who made that made this, and I can see it already. I saw right. it in the first episode. The the amazing thing with like, so one of the characters that dies is Bix's boy toy, who calls in and hey snitches man, out. Snitches and that, get stitches. <laughs> he, he got one big one right in the chest, but right. even that was just like he realized he fucked up. But then when he realized she was getting pulled in by the cops, right. And he wouldn't let it go, and he just took one straight to the chest and dropped. Yeah. And that was that was rough. That was rough because Bix has to watch it. Like, oh man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They tied together a lot of stuff. Like I said, this is just the beginning. I'm thoroughly impressed to the point where it just it threw me off. And this has very high rewatchability for me for sure. Oh yeah. Just be just look at the backgrounds and stuff like that. Like I said, just like I said, a show that's going to take out the time with all this other stuff it's doing to show the guy who rings the bell in the tower, like I said, and, and, and it doesn't take away from anything, but just gives you a nuance of somebody else that happens to be there doing what they do. It's incredible. Yeah. I, I don't feel like it suffered for anything, any side thing. Cause sometimes, you know, you need to just stick to the main character. Don't, don't be too fancy, whatever. 
it's covered so much, so many characters. You, you get how the technology is, you get how the society is, you get the, you know, how things move. He's smart. He's borrowing vehicles to do certain jobs and stuff. Yeah, that whole even thing. All that stuff. He knew to switch the car out. So if they even did find the vehicle, you know. Great. He switched out the transponder. Yes. <laughs> it's like switching out the license plate. I was like, yo. You know, that. that has someone been playing in my Star Wars campaign? So, right. So just, <laughs> just so just thinking like that is just crazy. Or he had that transponder and the guy's like, give it here. And he stomped it out. It's like, rule number one, don't have anything where you have no control of. Right? Is Comlink? He's like, if you yes. don't own that tech, don't use it. Yeah. Right? That you works can't for us today. <laughs> right? That's, that's advice for us today. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Craziness. Craziness. Matter of fact, yeah. you know, I don't even think I said what show we're talking about. So we're talking about Andor. (laughs) (laughs) I never mentioned the title of the show. We just kind of went in, but it was that good. We're too excited. That's right. (laughs) We'll get it next time. All right, man. So do you have any final words, final thoughts, or any kind of... Do you want to do predictions or no? I, I don't even know. Like, the, the only predictions I can go off is just stuff that's in the trailer. I'm wondering, we're probably, we're going to see, I'm, I'm certain we're going to see Coruscant. So we're going to go back to Coruscant. That's the galactic capital. Okay. Right? But we're probably going to see a little bit more of Alderaan, I'm guessing, because we're going to get Mon Mothma. And she is sort of the the face of the rebel alliance like as much as we think it's princess leia it's really mon mothma she was the head of the rebel alliance and we are going to get to see her so we're going to get to see that and i'm sure there's i think there's scenes with her and luthan right Mm -hmm. because it seems like he's her operator or one of her operators one of her spies um so it'll be interesting to see that level how she tries to sort of swim through imperial politics without being crushed (laughs) right because she dissents like there's a little clip in one of the trailers where it's like they have to take me as a joke because otherwise they'll destroy us like i can't openly like do too much like they have to think i'm faltering and like failing to do anything Mm -hmm. because i'm just not able to do anything in the senate but i'm fostering a rebellion behind me right that'll be really fascinating to see right i'm really looking forward to because like if these episodes are an indication they're gonna do her character so well like she's gonna be nuanced conflicted like complicated so i'm really looking forward to that okay i don't know really what to expect a lot of this stuff is kind of like I've seen, you know, like a little trailer thing that kind of shows what's mm-hmm. what's going to be happening. It's kind of a lot of it's new for me. I'm just think it's cool to be witnessing like the creation and the journey of a revolutionary, which I think is very interesting. Yeah. Especially with the flashbacks and currently and just how he got to the point, which ultimately leads to his sacrifice for the cause, which is just very interesting. I and remember this- when they announced you know this show and i was thinking like out of all the characters it'd be why him but you know what he had enough going on that was just kind of different to Mm -hmm. to make him a fun angle to to come at this 
I'm glad they chose it. I wasn't expecting it to be this good, to look this good, to be this smart, right. to have to have the stakes, and it still could be considered like, like a family show in a way. You know what I mean? It, like it's, it's it's interesting. It's a fine line. It got that heaviness without being insulting. You know, it's well. That it, was the interesting it's, thing it's, too, because I was surprised with the brothel. Like yes. as an adult, you're like, okay, this is this is a brothel, right? Right. But, but it also wasn't salacious. No, it wasn't. Right, you get what's going on. You yeah. don't need to see a ton of skin to understand what's going on there. Yeah, I, right? I saw more ass on a Thor, Love and Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. Uh, a godly amount of ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like <laughs> the the other thing is even even when Bix goes to her boyfriend, let's call him the boyfriend, right? That could have played very differently, right? Like just showing more skin of making it more clear of like, ooh, they're you know, right. they're they're gonna hook up and it's like, no. The fact they, is they, the way she took off her jacket was enough. It's kinda like it, huh. Right. And this right? just goes like, on the side of the bed. She still totally has her, her shirt yes. and everything on and yes. nothing explicit. Right. She gives him right. a kiss and then they just show I love the framing and you just see the bed at an angle and you right. see her it's sitting like, on the okay. side of the bed. And that's it. And it cuts to the next I'm like right. like mm. Yes. It's done it was done really well for what yes. could otherwise be like you know, that you could have done the, the sex sells component, right? Yeah. But they did they didn't need to. That wasn't that wasn't in a lot of cases. It's not the point of the scene. They do it anyway, but they don't they don't need to in this one right. at all. Right. right. It wasn't like, you know. And flick Oh flick too hard, damn it! <laughs> it was none of that. Oh, tiky. Uh, okay. Well, now I'm being kind of mean, so it's time for me to stop. Okay. <laughs> Got to keep up appearances. Right. <laughs> I'm getting too comfortable. Okay. Well, right on, man. Well, we covered episode one, two, and three. Um, it looks like there's going to be quite a few episodes in this season. I'm thinking 12. I could be wrong, but I thought it was going to be 12. I, it sounds about right because, like, okay. Skarsgård Luthen is like eleven episodes. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So Diego, you know, the the lead Cassian has like twenty four episodes listed, but that's twenty twenty two through twenty twenty three. Okay, so that'd so, be two two seasons, twelve yeah. and twelve. Hopefully. And that's the other interesting thing too is, so the second season, yeah, there's going to be more time jumps. Okay. Right, so it's covering five years five in year, total. Yeah. I don't know if season two is covering all of the five-year jump, yeah. but it sounds like they're going to do more time jumps where they're not going to necessarily do five seasons of it where it's one year to go. They're going to like, right. okay, we're going to jump forward and now this and jump forward and now this. So that, that'll that be interesting to see how that sort of approach works. This is such a beautiful start to a lead up to a great movie. Like I said, I just rewatched Rogue One again before I started this and... This is not something I was necessarily looking forward to. You know, it, ha it has the makings to be a classic, you know? And it doesn't make any sense that this is already more than what we got and what the characters that we wanted to see this with. It's, it's just very interesting. But um, I'll take it where I can get it. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. And I, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. 
Well, brother, it was great chatting with you. Great seeing you again and, and getting on these shows and stuff. Uh, you haven't missed a beat. You, still... <laughs> <laughs> you haven't missed a beat. So it's, it's just good to, good to be back. And uh, I'm looking forward to our next one. Oh, absolutely. I will be ready here with my goofball humor. Right on. Right on. <laughs> All right. So that's been Jay and Ryan. Until next time, peace. Out. <laughs> you still using that, huh? <laughs> it works. <laughs> it's better than the across the universe. <laughs> he did try that. <laughs> oh, you did try that. We're going to stop this conversation here, but we're going to hit you back with another one soon.